As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! This is Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. Here's Bernie Fratto. You know, there's an old saying, man's mind stretched to a new dimension. It never returns to its original state. And tonight, we're here to stretch. And in a world of questions, we got answers. In a world of problems, we've got solutions. And I've said many times before, sports are the greatest reality show invented. You can script everything but the outcome. And on that note, I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. The NBA playoffs, they're in high gear. What if I told you a big trend favored a lower seed? We'll discuss. In about 15 minutes, we'll talk to college football guru Brad Powers. Get your notepad ready. All that plus much, much more as the sports calendar never fails to stay full to the brim. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight out of Vegas. The pregame show you've always wanted. As they say in Matt Zukaroff, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. By the way, the NBA playoffs have been terrific, I think. I'm very much enjoying them. Highest ratings in eight years. And there's no LeBron. Coincidence? I think not. All right, I know uh, you LeBron lovers and ball washers are going to come at me with the white-hot intensity of a million cents. I don't care. I don't miss LeBron in the playoffs. And uh, most of us apparently don't. By the way, the... The teams that are look, let me let me just start this by saying I believe we're heading for a a Boston Golden State Finals. And there's some history to back me on this. Uh an interesting side note, Miami is the number one seed, and so Boston's the lower seed. But Miami was actually heading into the series the underdog. And and whenever the higher seed has been the underdog in the series price in the last 30 years. They're 1-11 in the series. The last time a lower seed, uh, or check that, the, the underdog that was a higher seed one was Utah. They beat the Lakers back in, in 1998. Interesting series so far. No Horford, no Smart in game one. 
Boston outscores Miami three of the four quarters, but in the third quarter, they get outscored 39-14. to 14. So the Celtics lose, and here's where the pros jumped in on the adjusted series price. Because if you'd bet the Celtics to win the series in the beginning of the series, before any games were played, it opened up Celtics minus 180. But after game one, Boston loses. The adjusted series price makes Boston plus 125. The Sharps jump in. Boston played a fabulous game on uh, Thursday night. Miami, in the classic zigzag, which we'll get to a little later in the show, steps up big tonight with a with a Herculean effort. I tip my cap to the Heat. Uh, they, they lead the series. Now, of course, uh, you know, two games to one. And we, we, we keep hearing the stat over and over to your teeth itch. The winner of Game 3 in an NBA series wins 73% of the time. Well, that didn't happen between Boston and Milwaukee. Milwaukee won Game 3, but Boston still won the series. I still expect Boston to win this series. I have not seen a Monday night line or a new adjusted series price yet. I expect Boston to be laying at least six Monday night. And I will say this. Um, I expect it to be 2-2. Two, two. Now it becomes a best of three. And Miami would have home court advantage. But I think you'll see Boston uh, turn up the heat. In the other series, I think what you really saw, by the way, the Golden State Warriors, even heading into last night's game against Dallas, they were basically even money to win the NBA championship. NBA championship odds as of yesterday, Golden State was even money. Put up 100 to win 100. The Celtics were plus 320. Put up 100 to win 320. The Heat were plus 280. And then, of course, the Mavericks, you know, before losing last night, were up. Excuse me, we're nine to one. So Dallas last night enters enters the game as a six and a half point underdog, and they played well, except in the second half when Golden State genuinely showed their championship DNA. I don't care whether you like this team, I don't care whether you hate this team, whether they're obnoxious. You've had enough of Curry, you've had enough of Draymond. When they step on the court, they get it done. Simple as that. Losers tell jokes. Winners say shut up and deal. The Warriors, they're dealing losses. Now, look, if you watch the second half of that game, frankly, it was I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Golden State, in one of the things that made Golden State so great in their championship years, it's not talked about enough because they're so prolific offensively, was their defensive chemistry. Right now, Golden State is minus 800 to win that series, which equates to about an 89% probability that Golden State is going to win the series. But it might not have looked that way so easy last night because Dallas in the first half was outstanding. Made 15 out of 27 threes, forced 10 turnovers. Luka was Luka. But here's what sealed it for Dallas in the second half is Golden State's defense. They didn't allow the Mavs to create space. They bothered their guards. They got stops. They won the rebound battle. And Golden State held Dallas to 13, 13 third quarter points after scoring 67 in the first two quarters. Finally, when your seventh best player, and I'm talking about Golden State, when you're when the seventh best player on the team, Kevon Looney, is 15 of 19 in games one and two from the field, and he's managed to chip in 17 rebounds, and as the primary defender in the second half last night, he held his opponent to 0 for 7 from the floor. That spells championship DNA for the Warriors. I absolutely think that it's we're heading you know for a Warriors Boston uh, uh, final now why do I say that for, again again Boston even though they were lower the, the lower seed they're the favorite I'm not sure what the series price is now as we speak probably be updated before we sign off on the air but I will say this that if you set aside that aspect of it and the market and the perception and how people bet this is a rematch of of uh, of 2020 in, in the bubble, yes, where Miami prevailed. They beat Boston in six games. But this Celtics team is a much more talented, much deeper team than they were in 2020 when the Heat defeated uh, the Celtics in six games again inside the bubble. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they've improved quite a bit the last two years in both ends of the floor. Marcus Smart, he's in a role that very much suits him. Uh, Al Horford, frankly, he has... A lot of the time, look like the all-star player from his Atlanta Hawks days. And you've got role players. Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Derek White. 
they are giving the Celtics a miss. You know, they, they are scoring, they're defending, they're playing their roles quite well, giving the Celtics depth. And I know the Celtics won two of the three matchups for any heat during the regular season. I don't know that really matters as much, but I do think the Celtics had a tougher road to the conference finals because Boston had to eliminate the star-studded Brooklyn Nets. <clears throat> I say that, you know, with a grain of salt. And it was kind of a stunning round one sweep. They dominated the Brooklyn Nets. And then they had to beat the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks in a seven-game round two series. That's not bad work. Now, Miami, I think, also had some issues entering the conference finals, right? Kyle Lowry, he missed several postseason games. He's got this recurring hamstring issue. And when he's been able to play, he's been inconsistent. Now, tonight, not so much, but inconsistent he has been throughout the playoffs when he's been able to play. Uh, Duncan Robinson has had his issues. He's been benched quite a bit. The Heat also rank only 13th in three-point shooting percentage, ninth in rebounds per game, and ninth in points scored among the 16 playoff teams we even entered the field. Now, I think Miami's a good team. But over the course of a seven-game series, these things have a tendency to rear their head. I like Boston to advance. Now, here's what's interesting. Dallas gets a hell of a lot of love. And I'm not so sure at this point, after watching them closely, how much more they have beyond Luka. Although I do love Jalen Brunson. 31 points last night. He's the goods. He's a free agent. Uh, this, he, you know, his interview process right now looks good. I hope he ends up in the Knicks, man. He'd look good in a Knicks uniform. But I want to share something with you because, again, I am finding these NBA playoffs very fascinating and very enjoyable and very entertaining. So I had conversations with a lot of people I respect before we got to the conference finals, or as Doug Gottlieb's son would call them, the semifinals. He's not wrong. You have Miami and Boston. And you got Golden State and Dallas. And this is what sort of surprised me. A couple of Sharps, I feel, I, I respect quite a bit, felt Dallas would beat Golden State. And I said, why? These were their reasons. They thought the Mavs would win the turnover battle. Because the one thing the Warriors don't exactly sell at, excel at, even back going back to 2015, 2016 when they were winning titles, is taking care of the basketball. They kind of throw it around like the Harlem Globetrotters sometimes, right? And it doesn't always doesn't always work out. They get sloppy in possessions. Dallas, on the other hand, they play almost everything off of Doncic. And he's very deliberate. He's very methodical. And they break down plays a lot of times in the ISO plays. The Mavericks, you know, commit very few turnovers on a nightly basis consistently from game to game. Again, they're down 0-2. And what's the old adage? A series doesn't start till a road team wins. Dallas is two-and-a-half-point favorite in Sunday's game, and they should be. But that doesn't mean they're going to win. However, I expect the zigzag to rear its head. And again, we'll talk about that later. So don't be surprised if it's two to one series after Sunday night. But also don't be surprised if Golden State wins. How's that for equivocating? My sharp buddies also believe that Dallas has actually done a good job of defending Steph Curry better than just about any other team this season. And they've, they, when they have played each other before the playoffs, Dallas and Golden State, they've shown they could at least contain Curry. They limited him to 29% shooting from behind the arc on 34 attempts during the season, but Curry's kind of in playoff mode now. And it's also worth noting that Draymond Green, who frees up Curry by best, you know, the handoff screens and the catch-and-shoot relocations, he didn't play a three of the four matchups during the regular season, so you kind of got to throw that out a little bit. I thought Chris Broussard's analysis on Golden State earlier in the week was really spot on. He was on with Colin and he, he, he really nailed some outstanding points and so thus far in the series Broussard's very much been borne out. So tomorrow night or Sunday night is the series, frankly. Then there's the fact that there's no sense of who can really stop Luka, but that hasn't mattered. He had 42 points last night but Dallas left town 0 for 2. 0 and 2, I mean. So the Mavs I still think at this point seem more likely to win the three-point battle. And, of course, that's one of the biggest storylines of the entire season. And, you know, Golden State has a third splash brother now in Jordan Poole. And so that makes the Warriors an even tougher team, period, than before, I believe. Finally, why did the sharp, some of my sharp buddies think that Dallas could win? Because a lot of faith in Jason Kidd, a lot of love in Jason Kidd. He's illustrated he can make adjustments when he needs to, right? And you saw Devin Booker torching the Mavericks in the last series, but Kidd made a change. And what he did, uh, Kidd 
the bottom line is he he adjusted his defense and and when you rotate guys like Bullock and Finney Smith, they're the two best defenders of this group. And Dallas is not a great defensive team. Why did they lose yesterday? They could not get de- they could not get stops uh, down the down you know down the stretch when it really mattered most. So the long and the short of it is. The turnover battle, the three-point battle, Jason Kidd making adjustments. Uh, could they contain Steph Curry? Those things may be true, and you can sometimes hold two thoughts concurrently. The reality of it is Dallas is down to zip, and I don't like their chances to come back and win four or five. Here's a chance to get off the mat Sunday night as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and if they do, again, back to that old axiom, the team that wins game three, of the time, I'm not buying it, which means both teams, if Dallas wins Sunday night and Miami will have won uh, game three, obviously, tonight, that theory is out out the window, as it were. So there you have it. I think we're headed for a Boston-Golden State final. We shall see. Coming up, it's never too soon to start talking college football because you can bet the sport, right? And people are already asking me questions about certain select games and uh, certain and by the way you can even now bet there are you know there's depending on where you shop a lot of the books have Heisman Trophy odds for select players the long and the short of it is get your pens and pencils ready get your popcorn ready there's nobody better in the business than identifying market inefficiencies than my next guest Brad Powers so keep it locked right here Brad Powers college football guru up next, I'm Bernie Frater. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. 
With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash CR show. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. At this time, let's welcome in a gentleman. There is nobody better in the country at finding market inefficiencies, bad lines, Bad preseason odds, and we're going to get to all of that. Yes, I'm referring to my man Brad Powers. Follow him at Brad Powers Seven on Twitter. President of BradPowerSports.com. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Excellent, Bernie. Thanks for having me. Always. Let's dive right into this, Brad, because the early college football rankings are out. And when I saw this, I thought of you immediately. I see the USC Trojans are ranked fourth, even though they were 4-8 and eight last year. Yes, they picked up 14 players in the transfer portal, including the wide receiver. And, yes, they got Lincoln Riley. Are they really deserving of this number four ranking? Well, I mean, it's one guy at ESPN writing an article. But with that being said, I mean, the biggest markets, the, the betting markets, are pricing USC like a clear-cut uh, top 10 team, if not a top 5 team. If you look at season win totals, if you look at game of the year line against Utah, Notre Dame, teams like that, where USC's favored over potential top 10 teams. I mean, I can make this case, Bernie. I, I think USC could be the most improved team in the entire country this year, and on top of it, still be the most overrated team in the country this year. I just, I mean... The market, uh, I, I, I can tell you this. I bet USC under their nine-and-a-half season win total. I bet Utah against them uh, in, in a Week 7 matchup. I bet on Notre Dame uh, against USC. Heck, I've even bet Rice plus 35 against USC in Week 1. So I think USC is overrated right now. Well, they've got to replace seven guys on defense, six on offense. Caleb Williams has never taken a snap for the team. And I I like what you said about Utah. The game is in Utah. As a matter of fact, the three road games in conference at Stanford, at Utah, and at UCLA, would would USC be favored in any of those games? Well, I mean, in my power ratings, they'll be favored against Stanford. Uh, But right now, I mean, you can bet Stanford plus 11.5 in that matchup. Uh, I have Utah favored by about a touchdown in that one. I think Utah's better. They're at home. Uh, So I have that line right around a touchdown. But right now, in the betting markets, USC's about a three-point favorite. And USC's a six-point favorite at UCLA. So, I mean, once you start breaking it down, I mean, I think you'd be surprised how they're pricing this SD team. That still has a ton of question marks. Yeah, they got a good quarterback and just got a five-star transfer at wide receiver. Football can still be won and lost at the line of scrimmage. And they have question marks galore, both on the offense and defensive lines. I couldn't agree with you more, and I'm not trying to throw shade on USC, but when you're right behind Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia, and then they're fourth ahead of Texas A&M, now the one saving grace, they don't have to play Oregon or Washington during the regular season, so that might help their record. But I think we're on the same page there. You've got to show me. I'm a Missouri State guy on this one. you got to show me. 
Texas A&M, I think they're pretty solid at fifth, but they still got to replace eight defensive starters. You know, the thing about this NIL stuff, Brad, you might bring in a great recruiting class, but if that forces you to put kids on the field as freshmen, you don't know what you're going to get. It's a great question. Uh, I can tell you this, though. They're gonna be, even if they do have to play these freshmen, Bernie, they are super talented. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I, watched, I watched Texas A&M's spring game, and – they had a, a true freshman defensive lineman that I thought w- was as good as any freshman that I saw out of 60 spring games. And he is ranked fifth out of their defensive incoming defensive lineman coming in. That's how good of a class they have coming in. I bet Texas A&M over eight and a half wins. I'm actually buying the action. Well, you're, I, I think you're going to be right. And I'm going to talk about their Amplify program later in, later in the show. They, they have rallied one of the no no the greatest when five star four star three star recruits uh that i can ever remember all right let's jump in we're talking with brad powers brad power sports follow him on twitter at brad power seven there's nobody better in the country finding market inefficiencies i want to talk about some bets and and favorites to win the heisman trophy in 2022 one that shocked me quinn ewers at texas at 40 to 1 uh, couldn't start at Ohio State. Hasn't even been named the starter yet at Texas, but I understand Steve Car- Steve Carcet. Try that again in English. Steve Sarkeesian loves him. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, that's one that I'm not making a bet right now. I, I get it. It's a quarterback-friendly system. He's got a lot of talent. He was the number one overall player coming out of high school a couple of years ago, but I still haven't seen him put it together. Didn't even see him put it together in spring games. In fact, coming out of spring games, if you ask me who was the better quarterback, uh, I would put Hudson Card, the other Texas quarterback, yes. over him I, from a consistency aspect. So that's not a Heisman bet that I'm racing the window with that, Bernie. What do you think of Will Anderson, Jr. at Alabama? Now, you've already seen him with real bullets flying, and I covered a Michigan team in 97 where Charles Woodson, a defensive player, won the award. I actually think he's live. What are your thoughts? I agree, and I get it. There's, the, you know, the, there's a little bit of a bias. It, I mean, not a little bit. There's a lot of bias against defensive players. But I think that narrative is starting to change. Look no further than last year. You had a guy out of Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson, finished second. Will Anderson finished fifth. So you had two defensive players finishing the top five. And if anybody does any homework, watches any college football this upcoming season. I can make a strong case that Will Anderson is going to be the best football player you see on the field this upcoming season. So that's a bet I made. I made Will Anderson 40-1 to to win the Heisman. I think there's value there. All right, let's go back to USC. Caleb Williams is 12-1. to That seems ridiculous to me. Is there any merit there? I could I can make a case where I could see it. I mean, look, I, I'm fading USC, but the, the reality is their schedule is you know they're playing in the Pac-12 and some of their early non-conference matchups you know don't wow you. So I think you can put up big numbers, but again, to me, I think it comes down to three players. It comes down to are the Heisman voters going to award a Bryce Young the second time? I don't think so, as far as being a repeat Heisman winner. So I think it comes down to either Will Anderson in Alabama or C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State. Agreement. Is there a chance Cade Klubnick at Clemson could sneak into the mix? Because one thing we know about the Heisman, the favorite never wins it. Yeah, so that's a, a good point there. I don't think he's going to have enough of a body of work because my, my assumption is D.J. Uyunglele will at least start the season as a starting quarterback. Doesn't mean he'll finish the season as a starter. I think there'll be a quick hook there if he struggles like he did a year ago. But now nah, Klubnik as a true freshman playing, in my opinion, maybe half of a season, no value there. Uh, one last player I'll mention, and we'll move on. Tyler Van Dyke out of Miami. Some people like him, but if Miami goes, you know, eight and four, you're not going to have a Heisman Trophy winner with a four-loss team. Yeah, so you bring up a good point. I mean, there's some Heisman rules, guidelines. So number one is it's a quarterback award. I know we've had a wide receiver win it in recent memory uh, and whatnot, and I'm talking about defensive players, but still. Overwhelmingly, uh, more often than not, quarterbacks win the, the Heisman. So make sure you're betting a quarterback. But second rule is bet, bet somebody that's going to be on a national title contending team. And, you know, the average wins in the regular season for the last 20 Heisman winners, 11. I don't see Miami winning 11 games, so that's why I'm not betting Van Dyke. Wrapping it up with Brad Powers. Brad, Marcus Freeman takes over at Notre Dame for Brian Kelly, who was there a better part of a decade 
The Irish were 11-2 and two last year. They do return seven starters on offense and seven on defense. Do you expect Notre Dame to be in the national title conversation? Not this year. Schedule's too tough. Starts with the opener. They're two-touchdown underdog in week one against Ohio State, and I don't like the matchup there. They got Clemson. They got an improved USC team, a very dangerous BYU team. Don't see it this year, but give them a couple years. I mean, Notre Dame's number one in recruiting right now, and it's legit. So I'm buying Marcus Freeman long-term, not buying him short-term in 2022. Excellent, excellent. Really good stuff. You know, what's interesting, one last thing, is Ohio State notoriously slow stars. Even when they won with uh, Urban Meyer eight years ago, remember they lost to Virginia Tech in week one and yep. struggled against Navy? So maybe, maybe. and by the way, I want to give you top credit. Weeks ago, months ago, you said Ohio State would be a double-digit favorite over Notre Dame, and people scoffed. You were right. <laughs> they did. So I, I have a ticket in hand that's already got four or five points ahead of the market, so pretty proud of that one we'll see that's what you do brad great stuff as always appreciate having you on we're 90 days away from week zero we'll get you on again as the season gets closer sounds good bernie thanks for having me on thank you that's brad powers follow him at brad power seven on twitter brad power sports nobody better in the country finding market inefficiencies when it comes to college football coming up tiger woods tried hard but it didn't end the way he wanted it to Nonetheless, he's still Tiger Woods. We get to that. But first, let's go to Monsi Bolaños with the latest. Hey, how's it going? Wonderful. Did you watch that game? Because it was it was so good and so bad all at the same time between the Heat and the Celtics. It was a good game and moments were so bad, but the Heat had one plan and the plan was to win no matter how. And that how was Bam Adebayo. You can hear it here on the Heat Radio Network. Kicks it to Bam. Between games one and two, Bam Adebayo averaged eight points. Tonight for game three, he helped the Heat win. He had 31 points and 10 rebounds. And it was a big help because in the second half, Jimmy Butler did not return because of injury. He had knee inflammation. Who knows what's going to happen for game four, which is on Monday in Boston. Later today, we will have game three between the Warriors and the Mavericks in Dallas. That game is set for 9 p.m. Eastern time. And you're going to talk about it. But yes, Tiger Woods decided to withdraw from the PGA championship after scoring his worst uh, score ever on Saturday. He ended the third round tied for 76 at 12 over and was 21 shots behind leader Mito Pireira. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Avalanche beat the St. Louis Blues 5-2. They now have a 2-1 series lead in the second round of the Western Conference. And in Major League Baseball, the Dodgers won their seventh straight game. They came back for a victory over the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Mookie Betts did have three hits and three RBIs. He hit a home run, his ninth of the season. Back to you, Bernie. Good stuff, uh, Monsi, and you're spot on. Bam at a bio, 31 points tonight to go along with 10 rebounds, six assists, four steals. Rumor has it he sold popcorn and delivered a baby at halftime. They led by <laughs> 26, and they had to hold on for dear life. Jimmy Butler got hurt. By the way, a couple takeaways from this game before I get to Tiger Woods. Injuries take center stage again. This entire postseason, heading into the tournament, nine of the 16 teams had key players hurt, right? Now, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Derek White, Robert Williams, they've all missed games for the Celtics. And uh, I wish we could get these guys healthy because obviously the playoffs are a lot better. But bam, at a bio, third straight offensive, uh, all defensive team this year. He really stepped up big. I think Game 4 is going to be very interesting. And Kyle Lowry, he had not played since Game 4 of the Heat's uh, second-round series against Philadelphia. That hamstring just won't go away. He was back tonight. Uh, but, again, it was the BAM at a bio show. We'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. All right, look, the PGA this week is one of the four majors. Tiger, there's not a doubt in my mind, Tiger will play in all four majors. And not for nothing, something you have to start to keep your eye on on the calendar Three weeks from Thursday, the U.S. Open will tee off. Tiger Woods has already been listed as a 40-1 to favorite to win the U.S. Open three weeks from Thursday. Tees off June 14th. And uh, that doesn't sound right. That date doesn't sound right. But it is three weeks from Thursday. I want to say it's maybe June 16th. But let's I digress. let me digress. Tiger Woods is the most heavily bet golfer. It's not even close. 
The books are always the most exposed on Tiger Woods in every tournament. This last Masters tournament, there was uh, all kinds of action on Tiger Woods, all kinds of exposure. And so books are typically afraid to put up a big number on Tiger because why take a chance? If you put up a goofy number, listen, I've talked to sports book directors off to the side. They said, reality Tiger at this stage should be 200 to 1. But if you put up a 200 to 1 out there and uh, he wins the tournament, you'll be brushing up your resume the next morning. Long and the short of it is, Tiger was pretty much 60 to 1, 66 to 1, depending on where you shop before the tournament teed off uh, Thursday for real. But one sportsbook director, I tip my cap to him. He's been, he's been on this show, Jeff Davis at Circus Sports. He decided to put Tiger at 104-1 to win the PGA on Wednesday. His theory was that Tiger really had no chance. And needless to say, Tiger was drawing a ton of action. You're getting action at 60 to 1, 66 to 1. Naturally, you're going to get him at 104, 104 to 1. You're going to get action. And, and most of that action, not a doubt in my mind, was going to end up as dead money. Look, it was a very shrewd move by Jeff Circa, Jeff uh, Davis at Circa Sports, and I want to tip my cap to him because Tiger teed off and he competed, but then the money really started to move, and by the 15th hole, Tiger had dropped to about 151. And after round one, when he woke up Friday morning, you could have got Tiger at 400 to one. And by the way, give Tiger a hell of a lot of credit. He made the cut. Scotty Scheffler, the Masters champion, who was the favorite to win the entire tournament at 12 to 1, he missed the cut. So huge props to Tiger Woods. But even after he made the cut Friday, he was 500 to 1 to win the tournament heading into today, shot a 79 and decided to withdraw. Now, part of the issue, the weather in Tulsa was not so great. It wasn't very favorable to Tiger's health. There was a 30-degree drop in temperature from Friday to Saturday, and it was very damp outside. Now, again, I don't blame Tiger for withdrawing. He's got to lick his wounds. He's got to get healthy. Three weeks from Thursday, he's going to tee it up for the U.S. Open. He's going to be 40-1. to 1. We'll see where that goes. Here's the issue. You could clearly see Tiger was competing. That the man was doing. He will always do that. He was striking the ball pretty well Thursday, made some shots, did some things. He was reasonably happy with the way he played. He was he was in the hunt, and anything can happen when he's in the hunt. Friday rolled around, started to slip a little, and if you watch the tournament, again, Tiger was competing, but frankly, that Fred Sanford walk was very concerning. And all you have to do is look at him to see he's in pain. His, his large muscle groups aren't firing. Those legs aren't firing. He's got to get those fixed up because yes tiger's legacy is secure that is undeniable if he never wins another tournament again if he never enters another tournament again his legacy is secure but the more he continues to play we have to be honest with ourselves he's starting to resemble willie mays in 1973 when he played the mets when he played for the mets and had a hard time walking to home plate that's just simply a fact the bottom line tiger is royalty he's golf royalty he's american royalty Tiger, we don't have royalty in this country. See, our athletes and our entertainers, they are our royalty. And that's exactly why when you watch Tiger Woods, you know you are watching golf royalty. So regardless of whether or not he wins, shoots 79, withdraws from a tournament, or doesn't make the cut, he is Tiger Woods, and his legacy is secure. Coming up, we bring on Mackin, Mackin on Sports, Mackenzie Rivers, if there's been one constant in the NBA playoffs in recent times, if there's been a lot of blowouts and there's been a lot of big leads, not, you know, including tonight, including tonight, the Heat rushed out to a 26-point lead. Dallas had a 16-point lead in the first quarter last night. And uh, it actually had a 19-point quarter in the 19-point lead in the first half. Is that good? I don't know. We'll talk to McKenzie Rivers, Mackinac Sports, and get his perspective on why this is happening. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. Don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frado coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. And always, as we always promise, nothing but Motown music here till 3 a.m. By the way, before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. That would be Eric Kemp, Chris Perfett, and Muncie Bolaños on the updates. Do a great job turning all the dials, keeping us glued together as we bring this fine show to a grateful nation. All right, let's welcome him in at this time every week. Mackenzie Rivers, Mackinac Sports. Mackenzie, you've made a an apt observation about these lopsided scores in the NBA, and you brought some receipts. This isn't just one or two games. This is the last 30 games. Yes. It, yeah. The last 30 games, try the last thousands of games. This is a trend that is creeping up in the NBA and might be a problem or it might be not. It depends on your perspective as a fan. But yeah, you mentioned the last 30 games this month in the month of May. If you would have just said, hey, you know, I don't need five points. Let me just bet my team and I'll give the casino back five points. Well, in 29 of the last 33 games, the five points wouldn't have mattered. These games are not coming close to the spread. Just look at the heat. They were six and a half point dogs this morning. They win by six. 12 and a half points. That's pretty par for the course we've seen in these playoffs so far. And of course, last night, Dallas, a 16 point lead in the first quarter, a 19 point lead in the first half. They ended up losing, but they nonetheless, these big leads, what do you attribute this to? 
It's all about the style of play. The NBA right now is a is a make or miss league like never before. But what's happening after misses generally is that teams are getting it becomes a layup line the other way because it's so spread out. A lot of small guys on the court. You got to match firepower with firepower. There's a reason Maxi Kleba Maxi Kleba wouldn't be uh, standing there next to Hakeem Olajuwon in the mid '90s as the starting center for the Mavericks. But in today's game, out in the corner, he's such a threat that his defensive liabilities, you know being more of a power forward, small forward type of guy for the Mavericks, doesn't matter as much. So you see these teams in the first half, the Mavericks hit 15 out of 27 threes. There's no way right. any team would stay close generally. So there's been three Eastern Conference Finals games at six halves. One of them was close. The other six have been not within nine points. That means three threes. You see the momentum going back and forth. The Warriors lose by 14 in the first half. Then they win by 23 tonight. The Heat get out to a 26-point lead in the first half, lose the second half by nine. They have to hold on with a few late threes. I did this research for the whole regular season and every regular season of the last 20 years. This is the first time in 20 years that the average game, the median NBA game, has been decided by greater than 10 points. So you have to ask yourself, I mean, this is the time of year you want to see the close games, but the way that they've emphasized offense has led, ironically, to not close games, not the kind of drama we want to see down the stretch. You as a fan, a longtime NBA fan, what do you think? Do you like this style of play, or do you think we would rather see lower-scoring, tighter games that make make for better television? Well, I covered the Pistons in 2004 for CBS Radio, and they beat the Lakers, what we call the five-game sweep. Right. And one of those games, the Lakers scored 68 points in a loss. I like this style better. A lot of it, McKenzie, let's face it, the rules are more favorable to offense now, like they are in every sport. You can't get away with any anywhere near the things you could get away with in the paint defensively that you could 20 years ago. Be that as it may, I want to talk about these two series real quick. I'm more fascinated by the Miami-Boston series for one reason. Miami was the number one seed, but they were the underdog heading into the series. The last 12 times that's happened in 30 years, the favorite, who was the lower seed, won 11 out of 12. Mm. The only loser was the Lakers. They lost to Utah in 1998. So Boston finds themselves down two games to one. They're laying seven Monday night I still like Boston to win the series. What does your data tell you? That Boston has been the best team in basketball since January 1st by far. I tend to agree with you. Wow, the 11-1 trend is really significant because, yeah, it just seems like Joe Blow, Blow Public is like number one seed, home team. What did they do to deserve to be an underdog? Well, the metrics, if you just look at the games, if you look at the play-by-play data, the Celtics have been about seven points better than the Heat since the beginning of the year. And if you look at the competition in the playoffs, the Heat really haven't gone against you know the elite of the elite. The Celtics have. They've beaten the Bucks. They've beaten the Nets. They've been here before, down by one. So... Even money right now you can get for the Celtics to win the series. And like you said, they're about 70 75% according to the odds to win game four. I think now is the time to invest while you can get it. The Celtics come once they win on, uh, once they win on Monday will be probably back to being minus 180 favorites for the series. All right, so let's take a look at the other series because Golden State's now minus 800, which equates to about an 89% probability they beat the Mavs. I'm looking forward to the game Sunday because I think it's going to be a very good game. Uh, earlier in the day, Mark Willard was on with Ryan Hollins, and of course, Ryan's a 12-year NBA guy, and he knows that it's never over till it's over. I feel this series is over. Willard made some really solid points about Golden State. For me, McKenzie, and I'm sure you saw the game Friday night, what sealed it for me was Dallas. And, uh, and go- Check that. What sealed it for Dallas was Golden State's defense in the second half. They didn't allow the Mavs to create any space. They bothered their guards. They got stops. They won the rebound battle. They held Dallas to 13 third-quarter points. Finally, when your seventh-best player, Kevon Looney, is 15-19 and 19 in games one and two from the field with 17 rebounds in the first two games and as a primary defender in the second half Friday night, held his opponent to 0 for 7 from the floor, I think it spells championship DNA for the Warriors. What say you regarding Sunday and for the series? I think you nailed it. I think it's a matchup advantage that's unique to this franchise, the Golden State Warriors, who was their number one nemesis coming up during this dynasty in the West. 
It was the Houston Rockets. It was James Harden, the Houston Rockets. And it was that second half mentality where it's, I've seen this playbook before. I've seen you dribble out, kick out before. I'm not going to let you anything easy. I'm going to take away the three. Each of these second halves, the Warriors have contested threes and the Mavericks have missed threes. In the first half, they've been getting open. Second half, they've been missing contested threes. And I think that continues. I think the Warriors are built to guard this type of offense specifically. I think they have the manpower and just the industrial experience, the institutional experience. So, yeah, I like the Mav. I like, I've said this before. I like the Warriors in five. And if you look at the, the first half, second half splits, Luka runs out of steam. 21 points oh per game goodness, in the first so half. True. Less than 10 in the second half since the beginning of the second round. I think the Warriors key in on that and stymie them in the second half. I like the Warriors in the third quarter tomorrow. Uh, that's a good bet for me at minus 105. Okay, good. Hold that thought. Uh, you'll be back in an hour. McKenzie will be back in an hour to talk about game three between the Mavs and the uh, Golden State Warriors later on today, Sunday, Sunday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, and why the Mavs, yes, they're favored. He believes it's the only game they'll be favored in the entire series. Okay, that's going to do it for Straight Out of Vegas. Keep it locked right here because coming up, we've got three hours of fun. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Bernie Fratto. Keep it locked. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.